This is the Crack King Podcast. I am the Crack King. There's y'all cue. No one gets to ever get the fucking cue, man. It's crazy. Oh, <laughs> this is the Crack King Podcast, and I have a special guest here. Two special guests. They have their own podcast. Dope content. Let the people know who you are. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, my name's Luis Sanchez. Yeah, I'm Paddy Stanton. Yeah, we host the That's Why They Were Quality podcast, and we also have our own YouTube channel as well called Geese Nation. Geese Nation? Yeah. Okay. Hear the, the applause then, by the way. Yes. <sighs> i give it to you for you. <sighs> Geese Nation. Where did you come up with that name? Um, it was one of them where it's it sort of a spin-off, a bit of a take on the old uh, Rock Nation, you know, Jay-Z's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Geese is probably like my favourite word. So okay. it's, it's, I don't know, it just felt natural. It just yeah, felt like... I think we were just drunk one night and it organically just, we just said it to each other and we're like, yep, yeah, that's the YouTube name. That's, that's the best time to, to invent shit is when you're drunk. <laughs> that's when I come up with most of my ideas, the good and the bad ones. Yeah, personally, I, I like to get high off of marijuana. Do you indulge in marijuana? I like to party here. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm. 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 Uh, I'm gonna say no because it's being recorded. Okay. Oh <laughs> yes, because we have job. We have regular jobs out there, right? The best part of my job is the people I work for. They don't listen to me. They're not into urban. Uh, urban content. <laughs> Off record, Lou. We'll just uh, wink, wink. We'll, yeah. We'll is it legal where you are? Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome. the reason I say no, yeah, just because it's not legal. Like that's my, I, I'm, I'm probably definitely. the most paranoid person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't need any weed, man. This will make you more paranoid. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. I think in England we're so far behind the times that like, it won't be legal for maybe another fifty years at this rate. <laughs> Texas is one of the states they they want to push for it. I say this all the time. I say, hey, we're too close to the Mexican border, where. Mm. Uh, we get our cocaine and meth from, and the marijuana is like a tip. Like, hey, thanks for buying a hundred thousand kilos. Take this marijuana and sell it. So yeah. that's how that works. Okay, how did y'all come together? How did y'all meet? Um, well, this is a great question. Um, yeah. So we went to university college together, okay, and we met the first day of college because we were living in the same. Uh, we call halls a residence. Yeah, like in America. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Like a different so, world. Yeah, Y'all were like Dwayne Wayne and and Ron. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a weird one. We were like um, we again drunk again. Okay. As, uh, as, as you are. As, as it's you college. Are. I get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, we were all like listening to music, and uh, for some reason, I decided to put on the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme song, oh, and uh, and then Paddy said, "Oh yeah, no way you're a wrestling fan." And then just from from that, I think that moment was when we sort mm. of like bonded. Yeah, that was the moment. Then we just chugged together our, our Steve Weisers. Steve yeah. Weisers? Is that a good beer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Stone, stone Cold beer. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got our own as well, Geese Weisers. So uh, we're trying mm. to pattern that as well. So we've got our own merch coming, the Geese Weiser beer, hopefully. In the so y'all brewing that yourselves or you're just going to like uh, label it? Well, I will try, I'll, I'll look into brewing it myself mm -hmm. maybe one day. I mean, I know my uncle, um, he's Canadian actually, and he, he told okay. me a little bit about brewing. So maybe one day. No yeah, shit. One of, one of our sponsors that, that like, I, I didn't get messaged on, so I'm not getting sponsorship from it. But Paddy, yeah, if they don't pay I'm you, then don't say money. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paddy's getting all, all the capital. Oh, he's getting all the bank. That's what's up, Paddy. Yeah. Make that bank, Paddy. I'm trying to get like you. Um, <laughs> where did y'all come up with the concept of y'all podcast? It was, um, I, I, well, so I, I, I've not been laid in about five years. Okay. And, uh, and, five and years? Were you in like a penitentiary? 
<laughs> no, just uh, I mean, if you, I mean, again, it's a, it's an audio podcast, but if you saw my face, you'd understand why. Well, I mean, we don't know what's it's well in America. We have a thing we say: conversation rules the nation, and it don't matter what you look like as long as you could talk a bitch out of draws. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it, uh, hopefully one day I'll be able to to do that. But uh, but yeah, I, I, so I, I spend a lot of time like you know by myself listening okay. to like podcasts, and I always thought like if I was to have my own podcast, like what what would it be be like? And there, there's one I listen to called um the uh, the the Laps Fan Wrestling Podcast. Okay. And what they what they do is when they talk about a topic, they'll do like two parts on it, and usually each part will be like five hours long. Like they go proper in depth. And I thought, why? What, what would it be like if there was a podcast like this, but didn't just cover wrestling, covered like everything, like films, TV, and like the, the aim of it every time we cover a, a topic is to cover something so in depth, but also entertaining, that you never want to listen to another podcast about that again. Um, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So obviously, there's podcasts out there, probably on like Bruce Lee, and we've done one on Tribe Called Quest. Yes, we want Tribe to Called the- Quest. I, that that's what brought my attention to your great content because. I grew up, you know, in the 90s and Tribe Called Quest was like some of the first true hip hop I've ever listened to. Yeah. Yeah. I think as soon as you're aware, you become a tribe fan, you're a tribe oh, fan for life. And most we, definitely. We just wanted to... Bonita Applebaum, sure I love that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the best, best, best yeah. sample ever. But we just wanted to make our podcast the most entertaining and the most covered in depth that um, you could possibly make it. And... That's what we try and do. We try and educate, inform, but also make you laugh and entertain as well. Man, that's dope. Mm. And you're doing that, and you're doing that. And I appreciate oh, y'all. It, it inspires me. You know, I've been wanting to do it before there was a, a big boom for it. I didn't know where to start. And then one day I was just scrolling down YouTube. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of doing this shit. I need to be, my voice need to be heard. And I just want to give people that I fuck with or I admire to hear their content, you know? And, yeah, um, we appreciate it, man, definitely. And, and I appreciate how, y'all. How about yourself? How long have you been doing it for now? Oh, man, maybe like six months. Yeah. Mm. And I'm just thankful that people believe in my believe in my product and want to come on my show and want to talk and give me that content and give me their life stories, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think it's a case of just experience. The more you do it, the better you get. I mean, if we look back at our first episode yeah. and we look back at our episode now, our most, most recent one, just it's night and day, isn't it? You just you just yeah. progressively get better with yes. experience, I think. Because that Bruce yeah. Lee one was really dope. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, oh, thank you. So let's start with where you're from. Well, I'm from uh, London. London. Good old London. London. Oh, good old London. London. The Queen, right? Yeah. God bless the Queen. God bless the old queen. Yeah. The old queen. <laughs> the old queen. Yeah. We're gonna get back to the old queen in a minute because I got some stuff I want to unravel. Where are you living now? Uh, I, I'm still living in London. Okay. Yeah, and I'm from Liverpool. Um, Liverpool. So I'm a scouser. So that that that's probably if you if you hard if it's, if it's, I'm hard to hear quite a bit. That's because I have a strong accent, a Liverpoolian accent. Okay. Now we can hear you, and and it sounds fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> Great. Let's get with. What inspires you to keep making content and keep making fresh, dope shit that people want to hear? Um, well, I think for me, Lewis mentioned it to me one night, actually, and it really, it really stuck with me. And 
It's the fact that I think with podcasting, it can be a form of storytelling. It can be like the way television is and the way music can be. There's no reason that podcasting can't be the same. It can be episodic. Mm. You know, you can put running gags into there. You can, yeah. in the same way, if it's, you know, a sitcom or a TV show can, and we want it to, we want to build on it like that and, 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 and just grow it, you know, grow it. Because I think there's more to podcasting than meets the eye at the moment. I really do. Yeah, I, 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 when listening to uh, to podcasts, there's a lot of like untapped ideas that people don't like take take advantage of. Like what what we do in the podcast is we like to have like running gags, <laughs> and um, like we, we I like I I try and put comedy into all areas of the podcast where possible. So if there's like a fan mail section, like there's no reason oh, you can't dope. put a bit of story in there. Like yeah. the sponsors, there's like a running joke, you know, the geezer, wise wise beer that we mentioned earlier, and and it's, yeah, it's just just trying to make take the podcast art form and make it just as Paddy says, yeah, make it something that um, I don't know, utilize it to its full potential. Facts. Are you to the point now where this is your full time thing that is creating, or do you have like side jobs? No, I, I wish that, that that that's the goal. Like that. yeah, the end game. Yeah, I think that's the goal. Definitely the end game, just to monetize, to make money from it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's tough, man. It's all about you know the marketing. Yeah. It's marketing. I mean, we have we do have Instagram and Facebook and and all that. But it's hard to to get out there, isn't it? And I think doing stuff like this, cross promoting like this, it's a it's a good way of getting um, our name out there. I find. All right, let's unravel a couple of things. How is COVID nineteen out there? <laughs> Is it still alive out there, or is it dead? It's a good question. It's it's alive. It's well, but our vaccination process is is on is rolling now. So I think people in their sixties are getting the vaccine. With myself, I work in healthcare at the moment, yes. so I've managed to get the vaccine. So um, that that's good. In the future, if I want to go on vacation, then I can. They're fighting that shit. Yeah, we're finally getting it out here. Um, I think we're to the people that are in their forties right now. Um, I haven't gotten a letter. I'm in my 40s. I don't know what's going on. Maybe, you know, they haven't invited me to the party yet. <laughs> but I've avoided it as much as I can. I've known maybe six or seven people I came in contact with have gotten it, and I've never gotten it. Yeah, it's weird because people have different uh, effects yeah. to it. So with me, I was okay, but people that I worked with, they were shivering. They were up all night with, like, cold and stuff like mm. that. So people can really suffer from it, but luckily I, I was I was okay. So no one, everybody in your family stays safe and clear of it? Yeah, yeah, oh, all good dope. here. What, what about you, Lou? We all clear? Got the all clear, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one, no one's uh, in my family's died from the old COVID yet. Um, <laughs> me, me, old, me old grand's had the, uh, the jab in her arm <laughs> and, and me, me old ma as well. All right. Uh, hey, all good. How do you feel about the Black Lives Movement and has it touched your country? Yeah. Definitely. If you want to discuss it, because you've got a good sort of opinion on this, but we actually we, we did a podcast on the year 2020, and it was called That's Why It Was Bollocks, the year 2020. <laughs> um, but one of the positives we looked into actually was the Black Lives Matter, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously what happened with George Floyd and that. Yes. Uh, but you've got a strong opinion on it, haven't you, Lou? Yeah, well, I mean, I, it's been going for a, a long time, the Black Lives um, Matter campaign. And um, I, 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 at the end of our Tribe Called Quest series, at part seven, I, I, I created like a montage that sort of, um, uh, you know, hopefully you know, add some more support to it. And yeah, it's, it's great. It's great to see that finally, um, finally, it's it's getting more traction. 
but it's also sad to see that like it like it seems that morals are a lot of the time dictated by fashion and that Facts. like you, you need to have like a a, a a hashtag or like um something that could be marketable for people to actually get behind the cause mm. um and that's i mean that's just the way life is really would it how did y'all feel about seeing us having a capital stormed well do you that think that a... would happen in 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 london like would they storm the the queen's castle and like and like put her on a guillotine it'd be crazy yeah. right because <laughs> we have like we have people like that in this country like we have yeah. like neo-nazis and neo-fascists and, and that sort of thing but we're just a lot smaller of a place unfortunately mm. but um probably wouldn't happen over here to that degree but you know we've had riots similar okay. to that you, you see like protests yeah. from like the fact the neo-nazis and that so obviously not on that level but um you can see the similarities in boris and trump to be honest we can't say the, that too the head, the head we can't compare trump to anybody right now otherwise you're gonna lose your job you know <laughs> look, look at cara dune she's gone she's out of there you know she's no more star wars for her yeah i think uh, just the, the gates as well of buckingham palace are just so tall by the time you've like climbed over him i think you'd just be too knackered to storm can you be crazy right oh jesus charge payment on that so I wanted to. How's it going there now? The backlash? Like, has everything calmed down yet? Or? Yeah, it's calmed down now. Um, they're looking for a lot of those people to put them in jail, but it was just you know a matter of American white privilege at its best, and yeah. that's just this what this America is about, you know, white privilege at its best. I had a question about the, uh, the what, is, what is her name, Prince Harry and his wife. <laughs> Do you think they left their crowns or whatever because she was black and they were getting a lot of uh, inappropriate behavior from the the royal family? Uh, that's, that's interesting, actually. I mean, that, that, mm. that could be a factor. I, I think the press as well, the press intrusion, obviously you saw what, what happened to her mother, um, the, how the press ruined yeah. her life. And I think because when he went on that James that interview with James Corden and he just said, you know, as a father and a husband, you know, I did what anyone would want to do, and I wouldn't want to put my family in that situation, so I've gotten them out of there. So I think the press played a large role, but mm. in terms mm. of like institutionalized racism in the royal family, I'd be surprised if it didn't exist. Yeah. But, um, do they show that on the news? Were they speaking on that type of thing out there? I can recall, to be honest. Um, no, the, you know what's uh, interesting? The the difference in the American news and like the UK news, like you guys will show so much more, like than mm. we will. So we 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 kind of peel, we don't peel the curtain back as much. Mm. So it wouldn't surprise me if we didn't, because I remember when I I went to Canada, um, to stay with my uncle, and my auntie, like, a couple of years ago, and just. They had the American news on there, and it was just crazy. Just the, the amount yeah. that you saw, I was just so yeah. surprised. Like, <laughs> you hypertension, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. witnessing b bloody murder on live yeah. TV. Yeah, it's the American way, man. It's uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, reality TV, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, always. Your podcast is about everything. Like, what is the thing that you're really into that you're most enthused about? I think, I mean. Doing a lot of the research for the podcast, when when I'm doing the research, I get most infused about like whatever it is I'm researching at the moment. Just because when you research someone's like life story and what have you, 
you feel like you're getting taken on the journey of like of their life story and that that's what I, that's sort of the experience i want the listeners to have as well like we're taking them on a journey yeah. as we're going through everything that happened to like a tribe called quest or it's like to bruce lee so at mm. this current moment it's, it's bruce lee just because i've been watching the films but it, it it sort of it changes really depending on, on what i'm researching at the moment yeah. um so lewis will do a lot of the research okay and so he'll surprise me with a lot of stuff so i get like t- i get i just get blow a gas like some of the surprises <laughs> and some of the <laughs> yeah. stories and like like it's a live reaction you know that's yeah. my live reaction as well a lot of the time so I always wait for a lot of the stories that, that he tells me about the, the people or the set person. I, I tell you something that I do get I do get very infused at is is um is finding out stuff that like certain performers might want to have buried like mm. like learning that no one's perfect like mm. like a tribe called Quest I'd have never thought like before I started doing the research I probably couldn't say a bad thing about them but then doing the research I learned they had this song called uh, Georgie Porgy yeah. which was quite a homophobic song that got, it got left <laughs> yeah. off of the yeah. um, well, low end theory if the low end theory but I mean 90s hip hop at one point was super homophobic there were some authors that were writing these books about this down low brothers this was a thing that mm. um, black men were secretly homosexuals and having sex with men and having um heterosexual relationships so that was like frowned up and then they and then in one point in america they put this they put this narrative that 70 percent of aids cases in america were black women because of down low brothers Mm -hmm. so a lot of the hip-hop culture and a lot of culture uh urban culture was like you know that that's that just can't be you know we got to stop this Mm. nobody's being homo nobody's gay over right. here you know it was like a, so a machismo was, thing yeah, yeah. Quite de- defensive then because of that i, I could see that it's a bit like uh, in hip-hop at the moment there's a bit of a, a pandemic if you like of um anti-vaxxers so a lot of people <laughs> like um like freddie gibbs big yeah. sean yeah. Naz, like they're all of the belief that like you know if you vaccinate your child you're giving them autism or any sort of serious disease like that and i just i just i don't i never understood that one well it it goes back into um american black culture um Mm. way back when the government used to experiment on it's like have you ever heard of tuskegee yeah Dave Chappelle, i think talked about yeah Yeah. so specials yeah yeah you released a song yesterday or friday yeah yeah so it's like a lot of systemic things when it comes to you know uh, uh mass vaccines and and Republican policies or democratic policies, you know, black people really get afraid. It's just almost like, for instance, there's a thing out in, there's a narrative out in America that black people don't like dogs. And it's not that it's because in the sixties, the police used to sick dogs on us in slavery. They used to use dogs to track us down and kill us. So it's just like something in, you know, almost genetic now systemic. Yeah. So evolutionary, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a lot of shit that goes on, you know. That's why you hear a lot of these things. Yeah, there's um there's some good lyrics by like yeah. run, the, run the jewels um, yeah. as well about like all your kill your masters and it's all about how like um all your the white empowerment everyone on the dot the dollar bill are all all the white man. Like, yeah. That can't be everyone <laughs> yeah. in your history is yeah. is it was white like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, right. It's <laughs> Have you guys been watching WandaVision? Not yet. It's on my list of things to watch. I heard it's very trippy. Take it off your list. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. 
I mean, I'm familiar with the the comics, the Blair, you know, I was gonna call her the Blair Witch, the Scarlet Witch and Vision. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking show is like nothing like it. Mm. And I just don't get it. I think it's more of a celebration of uh, white Hollywood, television really? Hollywood. Yeah, because, mm. I mean, you only see one black guy through the whole, well, two. You have two black people after nine seasons. That's the only time you've ever seen them. And they were, she was recreating these uh, fucking sitcoms that never had white black people on them either. Right. But that wasn't my you know, initial, that's just a Crack King podcast saying that just for content. But I just don't like yeah. the fucking show, you know. It's just stupid as shit. A really good film last night called Just Mercy. It's got uh, Michael B. Jordan okay. in and um, Jamie Foxx. Oh. And it was all about, don't know if you've seen it, it was all about um, in, on death row. And yes. I'm sorry. This murder case and how this, this fella, he got put in prison for this, um, this killing this 18-year-old girl, but he never actually done it. And it's all about how Michael B. Jordan, he's like a Harvard lawyer. Mm. He goes to Alabama to basically prove this case wrong because... A lot of these people um, getting put on death row in Alabama, and it was a way, it was a conspiracy in the um, in the police force, which no surprise, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that goes on in Alabama, uh, all across America, you know. Um, but that's not what this podcast is going to be about, man. I just want to lighten it up because <laughs> we could talk about you know uh, the the plight of the American black all day, sure, every day for film. for four hundred years, you know, fight the power. Yeah. <laughs> Public Enemy, yeah. Y'all familiar with Public Enemy? Oh, I love of Public course, Enemy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fear of the Black Planet. Remember that one? I love that of fucking course, album. Yeah. That was well, fucking good. We did a podcast series on the, the top 50 rappers of all time. No that was shit. the one that I, I hosted. So it's like a five-part series. Because um, I love like, hip-hop. It's just like, that's my, my first love. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yeah, if you, if you, uh, yeah, so if you want like a good list, uh, there's, my list will be on that podcast. So give that okay, let them know where the, where we can find that podcast and that episode. Be on Spotify, so that's what the, that's why there were quality podcasts on Spotify. Yeah, oh, okay, I didn't know you love hip-hop. So, okay, we can get into hip-hop. Bobby Smurder is home. Are you familiar with this yeah. guy? I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting. Six years by the hip-hop police. Mm come home do you think his content or his lyrical content is going to be better or worse i mean i think it'll be better because he's 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 probably had hunger he's probably been in there for six years writing bars at the end of the day and he'll have hunger in him but you see what ha- happened to takeshi six nine he came yeah. out and he just seems worse doesn't he so he well i mean he out. wasn't that good in the first place <laughs> you know. so i like to call it um meme music or troll music yeah troll musician he, you know, he became popular off of saying the N-word um, in his raps obsessively. But what I'm saying is with Bobby Smurda, yeah, you've been in there writing for six years. But what are you going to be writing about, about getting out of the penitentiary? It's going to be super depressing to me, writing about the penitentiary. Like when, I heard when, like, Tupac was in prison, he said, like, he just couldn't write. Like, he had, like, writing yeah. block. No, I was going to say, it makes sense because, like, you know, obviously you're... you're you know your thought process. You're not. You're not going through the motions like you usually are. Like you get inspired by the things you do in life and the things you say, but you're just between a cell block. Then it's not much inspiration there, is there? <laughs> no, not at all. Have you ever been uh, incarcerated? No, uh, no, I haven't. 
Um, I once. <laughs> Wait, like city jail or like the the oh, Queen's no. dungeon? It's oh, towers. Mad in two shorts. No, I once got caught um, doing drugs by police once, but they uh, they just they give me a little slap on the wrist. Oh, they was awesome. like, "Get out of here, you kooky kid." Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Do do they have guns out there, or do they have like uh, little billy clubs? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they had bat- batons, um, they had pep- uh, pepper spray, um, but and la- um, the laser guns as well, but they don't have... no Laser guns? No oh, you mean like a taser? taser, a taser. Oh, okay, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> laser guns? <laughs> Whoa, I'm not coming out there and doing shit. So, uh, how often do y'all come to America? I've never been, to be fair, but... Really? How do you, you went, was it two years ago now? Yeah, so I went to WrestleMania two years because I'm a bit. We're both big wrestling fans. As okay, well. and, shout out um, to the WWE, WCW, and all of that. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Uh, so I went to WrestleMania. That was like a lifelong dream of mine to go okay. to WrestleMania week, and that was in New York. So I, I went to New York, and then I went to Toronto as well. So that was a little vacation of mine. What are y'all top five pro wrestlers of all time? Oh, that's a good question. Very good. Um, do they have to be in order? Or just name no, there's five? no order. Just top five. Top five. For me, it'd be Eddie Guerrero, mm. um, Shawn Michaels, mm. um, Mick Foley, uh, Ric Flair, and I'd probably put AJ Styles on there. AJ Styles. Mm. Yeah. So I'd go Ric Flair, AJ Styles. Um, I would go, God, it's hard. Uh, Kenny Omega. Oh. Um, Kazuchika Okada, mm. um, Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Okay. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Yeah, I got you. Here's mine. Coco Beware. Mm. George the Animal Steel. Yeah. Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah. Triple H. And Dusty Rhodes. It's good. It's good shout. Yeah. yeah. Like the Dusty one. Definitely. Yeah. Triple H though yeah. is, is amazing to me. I know, I just love him, man. That's a tough little dude, man. Yeah, yeah. still still going today. Yeah, he is still going. Well, you know who I got my eyes on? I've been watching is because he has a hot wife. Is Daniel Bryant? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. One of yeah, my Nikki Bella. Yeah, Nikki Bella's fucking hot. You know who I used no. to love too? Trish Stratus. Oh God. Yeah. God damn it! Yes. I cut a thumb off just to smell that butt. Um, <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Keebler as well. Yeah, Stacy Keebler. Oh yeah, she was hot. Tori Wilson. Yeah, I remember the. I've only been to WrestleMania one time, and it was in '86, I believe. That was when, um, '86 or '87, was when uh, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant were doing that tour. Oh really? WrestleMania three. WrestleMania three. Yeah, and I remember oh. seeing. We went to Madison Square Garden. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, if you don't know. And I thought when I seen that match, I thought wrestling was real. Because it looked like Hulk Hogan like spiked the Andre the Giant to the mat. Mm. But it was just, you know, I just loved Hulk Hogan at the time. It's wrestling at its best, really, when you yeah. believe when they obviously because you know, you know, we all know it's it's fake and scripted and all yeah. that. But when they can make you believe it's real, that's when it's at its best. Oh yeah, yeah. and you know who made me uh, an, another wrestler, and I didn't put him in my 
top five because I feel like he's just something separate, something special. And rest in peace to him. And I know people hate to hear his name, Chris Benoit, mm. because of what he done. I know. Yeah, you can't deny him as a wrestler, though. No. As a wrestler, he was phenomenal. One of the, I think, the the best little man wrestler I've ever seen. Next to Eddie Guerrero. Because yeah. Eddie Guerrero was yeah. a beast. Um, Definitely. To them, too. But do you think he lost his mind because of roids and, and cocaine and all that shit they were talking about? Well, yeah, it's a combination of things. Those things don't help. But at the end of the day, he had CTE. So mm. had, you've heard of CTE, obviously. Yeah. Um, so he had the brain of a 90-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Wow. So that's why he lost his shit at the end of the day. You can blame steroids and all the drugs and other factors, but it was it was his brain. It the just gave in at the end of the day. Brain, brain trauma from the, the competing and performing. That's right, yeah, because yeah. he used to do the diving head. Yeah, oh, that rope. was fucking dope. Especially when he was wrestling at the time when um, uh, chair shots to their heads were commonplace. If you see some of the spots today, like especially at the, the, the uh, ladder match with Chris Jericho, where he does like a suicide dive in Jericho. And his, yeah, his chair right, to his, right in his ass. Yeah, that was fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> the tables, ladders, yeah, and chairs matches. Remember that shit? Oof. That was I, for I, the I Dudley Lee boys. Dudley at a, man, Hardy met... Boys, Edge and Christian. Hardy Boys, yeah. What the fuck happened to them, man? They're still, still going, going as well, yeah. Yeah, I see, but then they're not together, though. I, it's like I can't see them unless they're together. I get yeah. what you mean, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not the same, is it? No, not at all. I hear a lot of Shawn Michaels. I never was a fan of Shawn Michaels. I just fucking hated him. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I never liked him growing up either. Um, Louis, you were a big fan, though, weren't you? Yeah, as a person, absolute knobhead. But as, <laughs> as a wrestler, as a wrestler, incredible. Like Some of them matches, like, I was, the other night I was watching, well, had a few drinks again. Okay. Uh, I was wa- <laughs> What's your drink of choice, watching- though, before we get into that? Oh, for me, probably... Um, Probably a Carlsberg or a or a, 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 a <laughs> but what about what about alcohol? Do you drink alcohol? <laughs> exactly, good question. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not a. Uh, to, to be honest, actually, you know, during the start of lockdown, when I was I was drinking quite a bit more, mm-hmm. a, a combination I never tried before, which is actually really nice: iced tea and Jack Daniels. Oh, oh, they call that a Long Island iced tea out here. Is that what that is? I'm yes. Oh, awesome. right. Yeah. Yeah, I like cracking myself in my rum, man. <laughs> cracking, yeah. You know what? Someone I know uh, gave me a little sample bottle for Christmas, and I that shit was pretty smooth. Mm. Personally, I like Patron. Yeah. Mm. Do yeah, yeah, Patron, and then I chase it with a little Hennessy. A little Hennessy. Yeah, yeah. Man. can't go fucking wrong with Patron and Hennessy. So we were talking about Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Someone who liked a lot of Patron. Yes, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> a lot of substances. And, and cocaine. And cocaine. Is, what's up with that? Is that a thing? Like in wrestling, cocaine, it numbs your head or something? It's crazy. It, yeah, it's not as much. Like, the drug culture isn't as big as it used to be. But back in like the 90s, 2000s, 80s, you know, it, yeah, it was, it was, everyone was, was on it. And Shawn Michaels, uh, I mean, you, you can see him on TV sometimes just out of his head. <laughs> he definitely partook in some substance. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. It's a bit more of a uh, nerdy culture to it now. Like they're all like gamers and they do Twitch streaming and stuff, wrestlers. So it, it's definitely calmed down and there's a lot less people dying at a young age, thankfully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what made wrestling like awesome that they fucking was willing to die for that fucking belt. 
and we were willing to kill anybody that got in front of the TV. Yeah, it's, it's, it's best when it is believable, and you, yeah. you believe the two guys are going out there to like try and destroy each other. And that's what made... Shout out to another wrestler I didn't even mention. I'm sorry, because he might beat me up, but I love him. <laughs> Kurt Angle, one of the yeah, best. Yeah, Angle. You know, everybody forgets about Kurt Angle, but I remember when Kurt Angle, Stone Cold, Triple H, and The Rock were running wrestling. Sure. Yeah. The attitude there, man. Places. Yeah, and yeah, that angle. was some of the best wrestling I ever seen in my life. Definitely, an angle was a. He, he just took to it straight away. Within one year, he was the world champion. Yes. He just he was that good straight away. And then he brought those. Um, he had like two tag. It's almost like a wrestling is almost like the rap game. Like one rapper gets in and then he brings his <laughs> click. Because you know he had that tag team right, the the gold standard. Remember that. Yeah, with Shelton, Shelton yeah. Benjamin and um, Team Angle. Yeah, Team Angle. Yeah, and they were yeah. they had the championship belts at that, and I was like, holy shit! That's one yeah. of the matches that made me fall in love with Eddie Guerrero when it was it was Team Angle versus yeah. Eddie Guerrero and Tajiri in the ladder match. I remember <laughs> yeah. I had that on DVD as yeah. a kid. I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. What really did it for me to like, with because I left wrestling, I stopped watching it after Bret Hart. What brought me back was Mick Foley. The Rock and Sock connection. Of course. And I was yeah. like, holy shit. That's Mick Foley's just entertainment a... at its finest. Yeah, at it? its finest. I never yeah. was a fan of The Undertaker, though. I remember when The Undertaker first came on the scene and he beat the shit out of Coco Beware and the whole, like, uh, what was that? Like SummerSlam type thing? The, yeah. the um, Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah, the Survivor Series. And he beat the shit out of Coco Beware. And I was like, fuck The Undertaker. And uh, <laughs> what's that guy, Paul Bear? I hated that guy. But I love Kane, though. Kane was a motherfucker. Mm. And I hated when they took his mask off because I was like, eh, that's bullshit. Yeah. How do you feel about when those wrestlers take their masks off and then you see who they really are? Does that take away from their fame to you? It, it depends who the wrestler is, to be honest. Yeah. Like, Rey Mysterio, keep the mask on, mate. That, that, that face needs to have a mask, you know, in front of it. But, but like, I, I, I didn't mind Kane when he had his mask straight off like straight away because he he had it he was scary like yeah. he still made you like fear but afraid of him when but then you think first. of a uh, lucha libre and mexican style wrestling mm. and these people they hide their identities the whole life they, they are that mask yeah. like imagine you having to live that life your whole life where you just you can't show your face in the public eye hmm. I, I think there was was it mr wrestling he actually was buried in his mask he was um he, yeah. he like n never was seen on tv or in public without his mask like his whole life Mm. And that's commitment there. Yeah, there's, a, commitment. there's a guy called Blue Demon Jr. at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, he's, a, he's a classic Lucha Libre wrestler, and he's running for office. And he's <laughs> and he's going to be a governor somewhere in Mexico, but he's doing it all with his mask on. <laughs> that's fucking that's, hilarious. <laughs> that's quality, because you could do like an MF Doom thing, where like yeah. if, if like you're having like a, a sick day, just get someone else to put on the, the mask and have them <laughs> yeah. go out there. Like the, like the Killer Bees used to do. Remember the Killer Bees used to try to switch each other out for the fresher man? You remember those guys? The Killer Bees? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. That used to be fucking awesome. I got some stuff I want to run across, y'all. So, um, former director of the Israeli Space Security has come out and said there are a lot of aliens and they visit regularly. Have you heard this shit? I've not seen any aliens myself. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean I see a lot of them, man. I'm in Texas. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, with enough, enough substances in me, I'll, I'll see one like, but I didn't know Israel, Israel had a space program, first of all. 
No. So <laughs> is it, are the aliens keeping them from? I tell you what, though, like the drones. When people have drones and they're controlling the drones, I used to think they were UFOs, man. But then I realized, oh shit, technology's about now. They're just yeah, drones. <laughs> the fucking drones. I used to see. Uh, no, I never seen any fucking aliens and nothing like that. Do you believe in aliens, though? I believe that there's there's something out there which we can't comprehend. Like there's no way we have a universe that large out there, and there's not other some form of life. But we just can't comprehend it. We can't see it. It's probably on a different plane mm. to us. But not, they don't have to be necessarily a- aliens that probe your anus or whatever. But they, they, there is something. Why do they probe the anus though? Like, what's going on? What's going on there? <laughs> I don't understand that shit. Like, why yeah. when people get a, a t- you know abducted is like they went in my butt? Did they try to take? <laughs> what, was it a thermo- the uh, a thermometer? And I could get that. They're like, hey, let's see how warm these humans are. But I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't get that. I've never seen an alien. I don't think I believe in aliens. I don't think I believe. I don't think because I haven't seen it yet. Mm. I don't think there's like. I think we are the center of the universe. Right. And I know that's like that's probably just America talking, but I mean, I feel like we're such assholes on this earth. Some alien would come and be like, "Hey, y'all need to stop being assholes and." bomb us or take over or whatever i don't know that's just me that was just weird i don't know that was just some weird shit i just wanted to put out there well there's this author called graham hancock i don't know if you've heard of him and he, he he wrote a book in the 90s called fingerprints the gods okay and it was all about how um when like the pyramids um were made and all the great attractions of the world mm-hmm. he believes that um it was a more sophisticated being that made made these things and he, he basically does a case study on why because us as humans we didn't have the technology to make to, to build and the way and be building the structure of their all so it was, it was quite interesting yeah like I, maybe I've, they built Anfield. yeah i you know what when i used to hear things like that as a young person i used to be like oh that's just a motherfucker just trying to devalue african technology <laughs> the great mathematics and the great masonry of africa you know I don't know, man. I wasn't there, so fuck it. <laughs> Good way to live. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel. I'm bending it. I ain't in it. How does it affect my life right now? So did y'all make it through the Trump era with y'all lives intact? Yeah, thankfully. Thankfully. <laughs> we got there. But you'd be surprised how much more people are interested in american politics now because of him mm. not that that's a good good thing necessarily but you'd be surprised like everyone you know even in work at the what you know the water cooler talk mm. as you say it would be, be about trump quite a lot mm. it's depressing it is depressing man i you know it never changed my life it just that was just what was popular is this fucking ju- this dude that had no political views or whatever and just became president so anyway, we're going to just like uh, rollerblade past his ass. I had another okay. question. I had some other things I want to unfold. So mm. a lot of the famous actors in, 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 in America, movies in America, there's a movie out now called um, Judas and the Messiah. And one of the stars mm. is from England. Everyone knows who Idris Elba is. Everyone, you know. I was wondering, why is it so hard for American actors to go to do foreign films and become famous? I think just because, like, you know, obviously Hollywood is the biggest film industry in Mm. in the world, you know, the American film industry. So I don't know maybe if there's really a need for American actors to go abroad. It would be like Mm. stepping down, like if 
to to go to the British film industry and make a film. Whereas like Idris Elba couldn't be the star that that he is without going to America and making The Wire and and all, mm. all the shows that he's been and films he's made. Because I've never left the country. When I go on Netflix and I see movies, I search for foreign films because I want to see something different. Yeah, But I never knew it wasn't as big as America. But American film industry, it's crazy to me that America is like the center of the universe when it comes to entertainment. Definitely. Yeah, show business, it's, it's true. Yeah. Like, it is true. But, the, but there is there is um, other, other forms of it out there. You just have to look. But mm. America will... It will always be the biggest. I, th- I think like the German film industry used to be quite big in like the nineteen twenties, and I think like World War Two. <laughs> German Scheiser films, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, it used to be like that was like the Hollywood of of, of back then. Okay. Like, the German film industry, and I think I think World War Two has had the lasting impact of that has made like America like the the uh, that among other factors has made America the center of like the entertainment mm. universe. Yeah. Do you also think it's an accent thing as well, though? Like, because we can watch, you know, American films, TV, and, you know, the accent's fine, but I find maybe with Americans, they, they can be put off by an English accent and, like, they find comedy in it, and, like, they, you know, they, they look down on Not the take accent it seriously. a little bit. Yeah. Mm. But see, you know, speaking with you great fellas, initially, oh, the you. first five minutes, I was like, damn, I'm not going to understand. But now it's like, <laughs> it's like we're all speaking the same motherfucking language. Yeah. And I can understand everything completely. Let's get into some other things I want to ask. Let's talk about the women in England. <laughs> are y'all into? <laughs> are y'all into like BBWs? Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not attracted to them, but okay. I'm, I'm I've I've not really got much of a choice to be honest. <laughs> Is, are, are you the one that haven't had sex in five years? Yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah. You got fucking arms like Popeye, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, for me, um, I've just bro- broke up with my girlfriend like a couple of weeks ago. So uh, with my thoughts on women will be... Uh, be yeah, very well, fuck her and shit. Did you cheat yeah. on her? Let, let, let's get it clear first before I say fuck her. Did you cheat? You know what? No. Fucking hell. No. I, I, by the way, she reacted. Uh, she, she thinks I did. But nah, I never. I would never do such a thing. Okay. Well, you didn't cheat, so fuck her. She's missing out. You're on your purpose, yeah. man. This is women are dominant. Yeah, man. There's women everywhere. I know you're familiar with America with the fake butts. How do you feel about the fake butts? I think if it's done right and you're not, um, you know, you use a good surgeon. Don't you know? Make sure you. No, 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 man! Come on now, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so you mean, I, Have you touched I, 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 one before? Have you touched a fake I, butt I, I, before? No, I haven't not touched it an ass in a while. <laughs> God damn, <laughs> just, man! Just your own. We have to fly <laughs> you out here mate. just to get you some pussy. We're gonna spend like five thousand dollars just to get you out here to get you laid. <laughs> as soon as you land, I'm gonna get you laid, bro. I'm telling you. And it's going to be a BBW, and it's going to rock your world. It's going to change your life. I'll take what I can get. Yeah, that's I know this. I was going to, I usually ask this when I speak to people from other countries. Are there black people there? Clearly, there's black people in England. Actually, I think, personally, this is my opinion, England, is when it comes to music, is, is diverse than any place. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Definitely. But bit of a melting pot when it comes to music. Um, I mean, New York is is a, a a great melting pot as well when it comes to music because like in in the seventies all the different movements that were going on you oh, know yeah. salsa and disco and yeah. obviously the punk rock and all of fucking that fucking disco I hate disco funk though See, <laughs> oh funk yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I, I I've never understood why people don't like disco I I, I love disco really it's a bit it's a bit yeah. off date. bit off now though. 
Well, I just didn't like the the the, the synthesizer and the. I mean, I like house music, but it was just like a basic form of house music. I don't know. I just didn't like disco. It was just weird. Yeah. Full of well, cocaine. Maybe because I didn't cocaine. do cocaine. <laughs> Probably. Not, yeah. yeah. That's why I didn't like. That's fucking... the reason I don't like house music because I'm usually sober and everyone. I'm just everyone's like losing their minds. Yeah, so I'm on like, acid. They've been playing yeah. the same song. Yeah, on acid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think what's interesting in the comparison between, like, say, in New York when I went there is hip-hop is probably the biggest genre of music over there at the moment, whereas in the UK it's it's house music and, like, mm. techno, techno music and electronic music. Yeah. Which was why I loved it, because I'm not much of a... Well, me and Louis both were not really big fans of electronic music, are we? No, no, I can't stand it. Well, we had a wave of electronic music. It was, like, mm, 1990... It was like the the time between um the la- like Rakim and Biggie in between that time. Before yeah, like right. Biggie and Pac started kind of like bubbling and, and just changing the face of hip hop. It was techno and house. Because if you don't know, Queen Latifah first single was a house uh, uh song. Right. It was Coming to My House was the name of it. And you know who you know who Queen Latifah is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, her we first the song. Jungle Brothers. Yeah, with the oh, wow, oh, house. yeah, I know some fucking hip hop, man. The Jungle Brothers. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I used to, I, that, that is one house song I do like. I will house you, Jungle Brothers. Yeah, yeah. That was a branch off of um, her song was a branch off that song, the Jungle Brothers song. Oh, wow, okay. I haven't even said that group's name in a long time. So in between, album there last year, it's pretty good. So in between. You know, Rakim and Biggie and Pac and, and Wu Tang, everyone was into house and everyone was into techno. In New York, this is where I'm from. And then Wu Tang hit and it was just like, it changed the scope of hip hop and the world to me. Everyone was, you know, baggy pants and Wu Tang. The whole fucking world. It was crazy. Yeah. Even listening to Wu Tang today still seems like it's ahead of its time. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Fellas, I really appreciate y'all coming out and blessing my show. Are y'all going to come back? Of course, if, man. If you have this, yeah. I'll man, all the time, man. I want to. <laughs> shit. I wish y'all could you, you, call you, y'all up every fucking week. Man, you you <laughs> can probably stop on there to get me laid. That's recorded. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will get you laid. You know what? I think our next show. We should punch in the OnlyFans, and we'll see if we can get you laid. How about that? That's going to be our next show. Are y'all down for that shit? I'm down for that. We'll all video, and we'll, like, I'm going to figure it a way to where we can get into this OnlyFans, and we're going to do a show off OnlyFans and review OnlyFans. How about that? Let the crack kings and the crack queens know where they can find your awesome podcast and where they can find your content. Yeah, so on Spotify... Uh, that's where our podcast is so it's it's that's why they were quality mm. and then we have an instagram as well so that's that's why they were quality uh, facebook.com slash that's why they were quality podcast and then lewis probably wants to plug his tinder as well so i'll let him do that go ahead and plug yeah. it do you have pof don't they have pof out there what was i'll play it plenty of fish yeah. oh, oh right yeah i'm on that as well yes yeah, oh, that's, that's where you get like, all the pussy at. <laughs> Might be where you do. I, I try. It's not <laughs> no, working no, no, for me. Do <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried uh, Bumble? Bumble's another one. <laughs> I said that too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fucking awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm on all of those, not not working sadly, but uh, but yeah, L- Luis Sanchez on the old Tinder and plenty of fish. It's okay. a picture of me holding a camera, and uh, yeah, I'm Geez, Geez Nation on YouTube as well. So we've Geez got a top eleven worst hip hop lyrics um, of all time on there. Uh, we've got top eleven performances by cats in films. We've got some some really funny that's fucking top dope. 11s on there. So check out Geez Nation as well, and yeah, that's why they were quality on Spotify. That's fucking yeah. dope. So can I can I get y'all to promise me that y'all gonna come back on my show and we'll just do a whole hip hop show? Oh yeah. We'll just talk about hip hop, and that's it. Yeah. Sounds y'all yeah, down for that? Man, that was fucking dope, man. I really appreciate y'all. Yeah. 